Thanks for tuning in to another week of Life with Zan. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe Welcome to the to podcast. Life with Zan. You know, I'm your host and friend, Zan Farah. This podcast you can tune was into to the podcast each of us Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you like Whether what you work hear, or go ahead and rate and to honor the podcast to give Life with Zan a little boost. See you next week to Life with Zan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another week of Life with Zan. This is kind of a fun, casual episode sharing what's been going on as far as wedding planning in my life, but I thought it would also be fun to share how Shelby and I met, which is quite a story. I feel like I'm going to be here a minute, and I brought my iced coffee and an ice water, so grab a drink because this story is a good one. So I'm going to take it back to the last week of July 2017. I was in California with my family for my birthday, which my birthday is on July 31st. And during my trip there, I was telling my mom how I had been wanting to take a trip to Nashville by myself. Now, anyone that knows me knows that I'm fairly cautious and am not really, not that going to Nashville is crazy spontaneous, but I don't, that's just not really in my personality to do something like that. And I remember her saying like, hmm, that's, that's interesting. Why? Like what? And there was something in me that just felt like I needed to go. On my birthday, July 31st, a few friends were reaching out saying happy birthday and one friend in particular was like, hey, happy birthday, hope you're doing well and I just met someone and I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome and she was like, yeah, I changed my location on the dating app to a different city and I met this person immediately and they're great, you should try it. <laughs> I just remember thinking, what? That's weird, okay, whatever, you know, it worked. So just kind of went about my day and then the following day, August 1st, I flew home and I just kind of, you know, traveled, got home, you know, was doing laundry and everything. And I remember thinking, oh, I need to get back on the dating app and change my location. And I was sitting there, I was like, where, what, how am I going to, like, where am I going to change this to? I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, of course. I need to change my location to Nashville. Now, keep in mind, I don't know. I've never been to Nashville up until this point. I don't know a single soul that lives there, but something in me thought that this was the place. So I went ahead and changed my location on the app, basically saying I'm in that place. For those of you that aren't familiar with dating apps, um, just saying that that's where I lived and that's where I was looking for people. And there wasn't many people on there and there was only one person who uh, was of interest to me and that person was Shelby and I forget how the apps work how this app works if I just like if I like her photos or you hard I don't know how it works basically I reached out first basically gave a little thumbs up hard eye emoji and within like 30 minutes, I didn't like anyone else's stuff. I just, I, I don't know. There weren't that many people. And I think I forget that Dallas, which is where my location was normally set, has such a large LGBTQ plus population. I, or that's just how it seems compared to Nashville in particular. So um, I forget. So I was like, oh, there's not many people here, but this, this chick is awesome. So, well, I thought she was gorgeous, obviously. So... 
she um, reached out about 30 minutes later and was like, hey, and I forgot what she said. She was like, hey, something. And then I replied saying, you look like Jennifer Lawrence. That was basically it, point blank period. And we just like struck up a conversation. Shelby's very forward as a person for those of you that don't know her. And I think like within an hour or two of texting, she was like, hey, here's my number, like text me. And then I was like texting her the next day I go to work, blah, blah, blah. And she was texting me that day. Hey, like let's FaceTime tonight. And I was like, what? I barely know this person. I just met her, but I was like, whatever. Why not? Why not? So I ended up FaceTiming her and it turned out that she was at a beach house in Seaside, Florida with her family for the week. So at that point, Shelly was in Florida, I was in Texas, and neither one of us were in Nashville, Tennessee, where both of our locations were set. So we get to talking and a few hours of talking, she's like, wait, I think... I have a layover in Dallas in a few days. And I remember thinking, like, that's that's ridiculous. Okay, whatever. And she's like, no, really, I'm flying to Chicago for Lollapalooza, and I think my layover is in Dallas. Let me check. And I just remember thinking, well, sure, she's probably at the airport that's far away from me. It's probably going to happen during the day when I'm at work. Like, that's crazy that she has a layover here. We didn't really talk about it until, like, the next day, I think. We were still getting to know each other, and she was, like, sent me the information on where she was flying in and at what time. And, of course, it was, like, the airport less than 10 minutes from my house at, like, 7 p.m. on a Friday. And she was, like, please come meet me. I I really want to meet you. And I felt like a crazy person because it seemed to me like a good idea. And like I mentioned before... I'm a cautious individual. I'm not one to just go meet up with strangers, but also that was part of online dating. But this just felt extra crazy because this person didn't even live here and I hadn't been talking to them for that many days, but it was all a little too easy. Like the timing of everything, like it was just kind of wild. She was flying through. So I figured what, why not go meet this person for a little bit? reminder she was going to have to leave the gate go back and to go back through security to come meet me but if it were me I would have not wanted to leave the gate and then have to go back through security for like an hour layover but it's Shelby so she saw no problem with it and let's so what I'm saying is if the tables were turned I would not have left um the airport to come meet someone but it, it was her so of course she left and I, I can't believe I went and met this person at the airport. I remember being so nervous. And I just remember thinking, like, wow, this person is just such a ray of light and so warm and fuzzy, so nice to be around. And I just enjoyed her presence. So we hung out in my car for, like, 45 minutes, and she went back to into the airport and <laughs> flew to Chicago. And that whole weekend when she was... At Lollapalooza, we were talking, and then I, we just, I don't know, we never stopped. So two weeks later, I flew to Nashville and stayed there and met her family, and it was a lot of fun. And then two weeks later, she flew to Dallas, and it kind of went like that for a bit. 
Um, Shelby had to have hip surgery in October, and I went there after her surgery to stay with her in the hospital for two days. And then after that, I wasn't able to see her for like 60 days up until like Christmas time where she came to stay with me and then we flew to California to be with my family. Yeah, it was a whole, oh, I left something out and I know she'll be upset. She insisted before she had surgery that she meet my parents. So at the very beginning of October, Shelby flew to Dallas to meet and my parents flew to Dallas and they all met because she knew she wasn't going to get to meet him for a while because of the surgery. Okay, moving forward, the beginning of the year, it kind of stunk because Shelby had to go back to Nashville, and then it was like, oh, this stinks, like we just spent two weeks together, and we kind of went back and forth a bit every few weeks, and then in May of 2018, Shelby moved to Dallas, so I flew there, and we drove her belongings and Richard Pryor and the cat back to Dallas, and she's been here ever since. <laughs> So that's kind of that story. Looking back, it is so crazy to me and out of character for me to do something like that. But obviously there's something in me that felt like this person was worth (laughs) worth getting out of my comfort zone. And I'm so grateful that I did. So fast forwarding a bit. So we're going from 2018 to 2020. Uh... I don't, I, you know, I should have got some more information from my family, but basically Shelby had a conversation with my family at some point in the spring about proposing. I guess they said yes, because she followed through on a plan. And on June 26, 2020, Shelby proposed and I said yes. So that takes us pretty much to where we are today. Shelby definitely wears her heart on her sleeve, which is exactly what I love about her. So um, I kind of knew it was coming. I didn't know exactly, but um, the way it was all carried out was a complete surprise. And it was such a fun, special day. And even though it was socially distanced, we still got to see some of my friends. And um, I recapped that entire day and shared a bunch of photos in a blog post on um, zanfair.com. So I'm going to go ahead and link that in the show notes so you guys can go read those details and check out the pictures. They're so fun to look at and it was such a special day. So moving into being engaged, I was definitely, even though I kind of saw it coming I was still in shock and there's a lot to absorb for a few reasons um apparently everyone and their mother knew this was happening except me like I said Shelby wears her heart on her sleeve and she uh, told everyone and their mother this was happening which kind of made it easier for me so I didn't have to tell everyone which I greatly appreciate and I guess social media kind of takes some takes care of some of that for us the people that obviously aren't like in our initial circle would be able to find out from there and I was definitely on a high and people were being so sweet and reaching out and then that kind of like dies down a week later and you're like oh I it's a pandemic and I think I'm supposed to plan a wedding (laughs) like 
what does that look like right now? What does planning a wedding look like in the middle of a pandemic? Over the last few years, I've had the opportunity to officiate seven weddings, going on eight, and I've seen a lot of behind the scenes in each wedding and how the couples have included their friends and family, make it special, tailor it to them from big weddings to small weddings. I've learned that you can really do whatever you want with your wedding, which is kind of cool and also presents some opportunities to be really creative. And I know that for me, I'm going to enjoy that process a lot and I like planning. It's interesting navigating wedding traditions along with being a same-sex couple and how you can kind of weave those two things together in a way that feels right for you. When it comes to like helping a couple officiate a wedding, it was always fun to help them work on the ceremony and weave in family traditions or personal beliefs whatever is important to them and I know that's going to be really fun to work on together. Outside of the ceremony, I have a lot of creative ideas for decorations and overall design and I'm currently stuck on a father of the bride type theme and for those of you that have not seen that movie, there's a one and two, and I think they're both great. You should go check them out. But in the first one, there is a wedding, and it just felt like a warm, cozy family wedding. And I like the idea of having a celebration at a place that feels like an extension of our home. Obviously, Shelby and I live in an apartment, and that's not a reality to have a wedding here. I don't think we would anyway. Um, have it be a blend of indoor-outdoor and something that just feels really comforting and fun and something people are going to look back on fondly and enjoy for years to come. As for design aesthetic, I know for me when making a space feel like my own home, I'm probably going to want to include a lot of plants indoors. So it wherever there's an indoor area, making it feel like you're in a like indoor garden space, greenhouse vibes. I absolutely love that feeling. And trust me, I've looked into greenhouses and I haven't found a good one for a wedding in the locations I want. So that's currently out, but in a dream world, it would be in a greenhouse. Greenhouse vibes. This week on the blog, I shared my mood board for our wedding. And this is just an initial visual of different elements we really love and could see bringing into our celebration. And I explained in that post that Shelby is more of like the end of the project type of person. And as far as something this size, I'm more of the starting planning initial idea person. We each decided to choose specific three specific thing non-negotiables to 
focus on for the wedding. This is an attempt at controlling myself. Um, I want to enjoy the process of creating, but I don't want to obsess over it. So I went ahead and chose three specific things I wanted to focus on. And the first is, of course, the overall design and experience. So that does include a lot of things. So like I mentioned, the plants, any flowers, any decor, candles, etc., any signage, lighting, all of that is obviously going to be a designer's number one priority. And I think about it constantly. The second thing I care about a lot, which kind of goes into that ambiance feel, is music. Before, long before Shelby and I were engaged, I have begun pulling together our wedding playlist. <laughs> this is like the one thing I care about. I don't know why it's the top of my list. I care a lot about music and I have had a lot of fun pulling that together. And the third thing I care about, which actually kind of comes before the entire celebration, is the wedding invitation suite. So all the pieces that fall into the invitations, the save the dates, RSVP, every single thing involved there. Um, I absolutely love paper goods. I love sending letters. I love notepads. And I think it's such a special thing to have. I know in the world we live in now, um, it's really popular to just do a virtual invitation and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's awesome. You're <laughs> saving the planet. For me personally, I just love paper so much. <laughs> it sounds so weird. I love paper. Um, no, but I love the details and I can't wait to design it and have fun with the process and pick out special stamps like you can really get into it all my paper lovers out there know so um, that's really something I've looked forward to and thought about and it is absolutely no surprise that Shelby and I had zero overlap when it came to the three things we cared about most for Shelby her top priorities included the photographer Shelby loves photography, cares a lot about art, and this is something that's really, really important to her. She's had this photographer picked out for a long time. She knows her well. That is like set in stone. Something unique Shelby cares a lot about, and anyone that's talked to us about her wedding already knows this, is the dress code. So I think this kind of falls into the photography She wants visually everything to work together, and I think think she would like everyone to wear black and white. I don't know what this will actually end up looking like. I hope that's easy for everyone, <laughs> but um, I think she wants it to look beautiful in photography and that will require our guests to follow Shelby's dress code. Apologies in advance. <laughs> and the last thing Shelby cares about is the bar setup. So, Shelby loves being the host and making drinks for people, creating an environment, and I have some fun creative ideas around what that could look like. I haven't run them by her yet, but I think for her, just making it like a fun place, like adding to the whole ambiance and creating special drinks and everything, I know she'll have a lot of fun planning that. So those are each of our top priorities. Um, surprisingly, neither one of us brought up 
food and it's not to say <laughs> we don't care about food but we are in agreement that only one wedding we've been to shout out to Brennan and rachel had good food and there specifically was a more intimate wedding we went to this nice restaurant it was lovely and um but besides that most wedding food is just meh not not hating on anybody it's just fact it's just a fact. So we do care about food, including desserts and cake. Actually, Shelby has very strong opinions about cake, <laughs> but we will have two cakes. Um, I know we'll have one gluten-free and then whatever I want, one of whatever Shelby wants, which sounds like classic wedding cake, nothing else. She has mentioned including petite fours, which just shows her old lady side, but whatever, whatever she wants. Now, the choosing of the three things each to focus on is just a goal of mine. Who knows if this is actually a system we'll be able to stick to, but for my brain, it gives me a sense of relief in feeling like, okay, I don't have to tackle this whole mountain. Here's these three things I get to focus on and the rest, you know, will work itself out basically and helps me set a boundary with myself. And I experienced that same like kind of overwhelm of a t- whether it's a to-do list in for around my house or for work and create being able to create a boundary for yourself saying oh I'm going to focus on these things and the rest is truly going to be fine and it's going to fall into place and it's not my job to control it if you're like me that's something that you struggle with because you want so badly to execute every single detail exactly how you envisioned in your mind (laughs) you understand that the system can be really helpful or if just a long to-do list is annoying or daunting I highly recommend this system my friend Kayleen who's been coaching me suggested that in like my work day that I try uh, writing down the three things I need to get done on a sticky note. And so um, like at the end of the day, I write them down and then the following day I get to like focus on those three things. So this is kind of the exact same thing. And I didn't realize that I was doing these things side by side, but very similar ideas. And I highly recommend if you're taking on a project, whether it's a wedding or a new like side project you're working on, helping your kiddos with something, it's so helpful to break it down for yourself. And it can feel like a little bit work up front, but I promise you it makes the execution a thousand times easier. For me, this practice is so smart because we make climbing that mountain manageable and that makes all the difference. Now, if I'm being honest, there was a time before the pandemic where I totally could have seen Shelby and I eloping, not because we don't love our people, but just because there's there's so much involved and I wasn't really sure if I wanted to tackle this kind of project for the exact reasons I mentioned before, the overwhelm. But if the pandemic has taught me anything, it's that We love our people so, so much, and we want them to be there to celebrate and enjoy with us. That being said, the wedding is not happening in 2021. And I, for us, we have a few friends getting married next year, and all the uncertainty, I've kind of released the when of that's going to happen, but I've still allowed myself to enjoy that kind of 
planning creative process because I get to still do that and I get to change my mind five times. It's okay. But even up until now, this has been a fun experience for us. And in the meantime, I'm going to have fun with it and sharing with Shelby along the way. She cracks me up. She has the funniest feedback. I should share it every now and then. She has some strong dislikes when it comes to certain things, and I'll share a few right now. Why not? One is Shelby absolutely despises naked cakes, and if you don't know what a naked cake is, essentially, it's kind of, it came trendy like five years ago, I think. Um, It started with Milk Bar, for those of you that aren't familiar, I'm going to you know, give credit where credit is due. I'm blanking on the woman's name. Christina is the founder. Christina Kosi. Oh my gosh, if I got that right, I'm going to be so impressed with myself. Okay, I just checked and wow, I was extremely close. Her name is Christina Tosi and she was in fact or is the founder of Milk Bar. This is um, where that trend kind of began in a naked cake. Sorry, I went off on a whole tangent. A naked cake um, is iced, like has layers, icing between layers and has icing around it. But then it's kind of like scraped off, giving like a rustic undone look. I don't mind them. I think they're fine. Uh, Shelby absolutely hates them. We're also apparently not allowed to have pie a pie table i'd never even heard of this but apparently she's been to a lot of weddings with that so she doesn't want that what else does she hate apparently she hates people wearing color so more to come on shelby's thoughts on (laughs) weddings But I thought it would be fun to give a little background on how we met and what we're planning on doing to celebrate our wedding. There's a lot more to come, I'm sure. And if you enjoyed hearing about our plans, let me know and I'll be sure to share more. Thank you again for tuning into Life with Zan and I will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to another week of Life with Zan. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you know each week when a new episode goes up. You can tune in to the podcast on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you like what you hear, go ahead and rate and review the podcast to give Life with Zan a little boost. See you next week.